got to praise God, praise God. Hey, don't, don't do that thing. Turn around. I said, I blast you. Well, Archie, yeah, I know we go wild. That's fine. But if so, Tanji, you got the freedom to do what you need to do. You make sure your lady is comfortable first. Yes. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. As long as we don't go up too high. All right. All right. All right praise the Lord. All right. So, new message series today. New message series today. When are some of God's promises released in my life? When? When are some of God's promises released in my, in my life? You know, because sometimes when we engage in things, and sometimes we get into the, the, the when aspect. And we learned before, just we, we focus on we shouldn't get into the hows and whens that much. But we're going we're gonna to look at this series because uh, God wants us to understand some pieces that we may or may not have been doing. All right, so today is part one of three. Part one of three. When are some of God's promises released in my life? All right. All right. Now let's look at our foundation scripture. Let's look at Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Matthew 7, 24 through 27, New King James. Let's zoom in on the screen. This is uh, Jesus talking. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall. But it was founded on a rock. All right, let's continue on. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was his fall. One of the things we can capture from this foundation scripture is the circumstances were the same. Rain descended, floods came, winds blew. But the difference maker was one person chose to do the word after he or she heard it, and the other person chose not to do the word after he or she heard it. So, But the circumstances came the same. So we talked about a bill, unexpected injury, whatever it is, the circumstances are going to be the same for two different people or for all of us. It depends. The Bible says, hey, you know, um, no temptations overtaking us is such as a common demand. So whatever things you think you're going through, and sometimes the enemy likes to put it in our head as if we're the only ones going through it, based on the word of God, someone else has either is currently going through it and or has gone through it. Does that make sense? So that means we can achieve victory. But one of the things we have to recognize is Jesus gave a comparison story here that says, look, when things are built, when you are built on the rock, and that's the rock of the word of God through Jesus Christ, when you choose to do that and you hear the word, but then you also do it, even though the circumstances, let's say Jamie and I may be going through the same circumstances. Well, that's the same. Person A and B, we ain't gonna claim anything, right? Person A and B go through the same set of circumstances, right? Now, one can receive victory through that, and one can experience a whole bunch of trauma through it. Same set of circumstances, but one chose to apply what he or she learned. Amen. You gotta remember that. That's the foundation scripture, right? Now. Let's look at the companion scripture, Hebrews 10 and 36, Hebrews 10 and 36, New King James Version. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Wow, come on, let's read that again. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. There are so many nuggets in here. We understood through the faith series, through the health series, and a number of series guys taught on that talked about when we're using our faith, the manifestation may occur either instantaneous, either instantaneously or some element of time. But we know either way the end result is guaranteed. But that's where the endurance piece comes out. 
Because if it happens to be a moment that you're impatient or something and it doesn't happen instantaneously, that you ain't gonna leave God. Does that make sense? He said, you need, you, you need to have endurance that you're gonna trust me regardless of when the manifestation comes. This is why you need the endurance. But it's contingent on so that after you have done the will of God, we learned in prior series before, God has taught us that his will is his word. The will tells us what we want. God said what he wants in his written word. So that after you have done the will of God, then you may receive the promise. Huh. Okay, so now we're just getting kind of getting really into some nitty-gritty here about when promises will be released into my life. Okay? All right, praise God, praise God. All right, now, so God's objective for this series is to get us to a place where we understand that we have a role to play in the promise release process. We have a role to play. Amen. God's word is true. Um, God is true. He's given us, He's given us a lot of blessings. We got to understand, we, and we have a role to play in some of God's promises, amen? Very, very important, because we're going to get some revelation here, because it may, we may have had some di different thinking before once we became Christians. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, one of the things that's always um, important that we try to remember to do is, hear my heart, is to not sell it as a, as a bill of goods. That makes sense? Because just because a person receives Jesus as Lord and Savior does not mean life is going to be absolutely perfect. You, you technically now have an enemy. Because before, you didn't have an enemy. You was on the enemy's side. So now you have an enemy, but you've, got, you've gotten so much now that you can guard against and advance the kingdom. So one thing we try to do is to let people know, hey, guess what? It's, I was just going to reign on the just and the unjust. So, but just know Jesus is going to give you tools to help navigate through those instances and chart your own course for your own victories. Very, very important. So we're gonna learn some stuff here in terms of the piece, like how, how do we extract these things that God has for us? We have a role to play, all right? Now, let's look at some definitions. Let's look at some definitions. We went over these before. A principle. First definition is a principle. It's a spiritual standard that you can apply to your life today. Specifically, a principle is a blessing in God's word that has application both in the context of scripture and that we can extract and apply to our lives today. All right? Again, it has application both in the context of scripture, because you know, we're 2023, so we weren't alive physically in the biblical times. Does that make sense? So in the instances in the Bible, when those people were going through those things and those victories, it has application to those times. And we can also extract it here in 2023. That's a biblical principle that God has given us. Let's take, for example, let's look, you, you can reference, uh, you can go back and look at it later, but you can reference 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. But what that basically says is, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in me, who has, we have received from God. And it is not our own. We have bought with Christ. Therefore, I glorify God my body and my spirit, which are God's. Now, the context in which Paul was speaking to the church in Corinth there was that because they were engaged in some sexual immorality, some sexual immoral behavior. So he was trying to say, whoa, 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 you can't just go doing what you want when it comes to sex. You can't just be out there doing it, you know, doing what you think is your thing. No, no, no. But he was trying to guide them and say, no, no, your body isn't your own. You can't just go and do what your flesh is feeling like. No, no, no. That was the context of that scripture. But we can extract that principle out there to say, once we choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, our body is not our own. 
So even though he was talking about sex there, we can extract that same principle and say, wait, well, why can't I just go and do what I want to do? Now, technically, or at least naturally, God has given us a, a free will. So really, people can physically do what they want to do. But if you if you've chosen to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have a heart's desire to want to grow and be more and more like him. Even though you may not get every moment perfect and you may still sin in some areas and you're trying to grow and get out of those things, guess what? But your heart is to want to grow more and more. So this way you say, oh, I can't just go and do what I want anymore. No, no, I can't be, I can't, can't be taking the Colt 45 to the head like, what's up, what's up, you know what I mean? And getting my drink on. No, I can't do that. I can't just do that anymore. Because now I'm like, oh, where it felt comfortable before, I can't just do that now. So that's a principle. It has context both in the, con it has application both in the uh, context of scripture and we can apply in our lives today. Amen? Amen. All right, now let's look at another definition. Let's look at a law. Now, a law is something God said, both spiritual and natural, that operates the same way every time. Operates the same way every time and is irrespective of the person, meaning it, a law will operate the same way. <laughs> the law will operate the same way whether a person is a Christian or a non-Christian. Whether a Christian or a non-Christian, it's a law God set up. So you reference some of the examples. Yeah, let's look at gravity. Gravity is going to be gravity whether a person loves the Lord or not. What goes up is what? Coming down. Here we go. Here we go. That's regardless of whether a person is a Christian or not. Gravity is that. But also the law of agreement. The law of agreement says, Hey, when two people get together, they can come into agreement. They can make some things happen. You have an example that you reference in the scriptures. One was the Tower of Babel. Well, they were people who weren't loving God. You know what I mean? But they got together, got into agreement, and started building some things. Well, God had to come down and kind of confound and get them, and get them separated because they were operating the law of agreement. Well, in the New Testament, hey, the Bible says we need to agree on earth about anything they ask. It shall be done by my Father in heaven. That's a law. So if you're a married couple or if you're two friends that are believers, hey, you, you get together and agree on some stuff, y'all can make some things happen. It's a biblical guarantee. So again, that's the law. That's the law. So we went with principles, went over the law, and now let's go to this piece. This is where we're honing in on this series God is doing. Conditional promise. Conditional promise. So you see here, guaranteed promises for the believer that are conditioned on us doing our part. Conditional promise. Guaranteed. Everybody say guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed guarantee blessings from God that are conditioned on us doing our part. All right? So these promises and principles, um, the conditional promises and principles are blessings that God has given specifically for the believer. Specifically for the believer. Very important that we get these definitions now because this is going to help us now begin to navigate our lives and say, oh, okay, maybe... My expectation on that particular scripture in the past, I gotta put some other stuff to it now. Uh, I may have had a role to play. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I don't know if I could. We're gonna celebrate the Nailing. I'm just gonna let you miss telling me. All right, moving on. Stay focused, pal. Stay focused. All right, spiritual principles. Isaiah 1 and 19. Isaiah 1 19. This is, this is an example of that. Isaiah 1 19, New King James Version. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now, there's nothing wrong with focusing on us eating the good of the land. Praise God. It's a promise God gave it to us. Praise God. But to get to that good of the land part, we got to do this other part. We got to be both willing and obedient. 
So it's not just being obedient. You also got to be, you also have to want to be obedient. Does that make sense? When you do that, then you trigger the end result blessing promise and you should eat the good of the land. So we have to begin to look at that as believers and say, okay, we might have been focusing too much on the other side of that comma and not focusing as much on the first part. Amen? All right. Now, so here's what happens in two areas. Here's what happens. Two pieces. One, as believers, sometimes we have unspoken expectations. We have unspoken expectations. This is where we got to get this. Sometimes as Christians, there was a thinking that we would get things just because we're Christians. That everything, all the blessings will come just because we're Christians. All right? That's a, sometimes that's an unspoken expectation. That just because we're Christians, all the blessings are just going to come. Like they're just going to fall in our hands. All right? This is what, this is what happens sometimes. Number two, that sometimes promises are quoted, like, well, I'll eat the good of the land. But the conditional part isn't quoted. And if it's not quoted or not written into our hearts, then it's not done. These are two things that happen sometimes. And this is what God's trying to clarify and say, wait, I, I'm not moving anywhere. I haven't changed, but there's some pieces you got to do. So just because our thinking might have been off, we learned before that doesn't change God's truth. Does that make sense? Your fire is trying to make sense. In Jesus' name, amen. God, always remember, the word is our instructions man. The word is our instructions man about how to live down here. Very, very important. So we got to do what? Follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. All right? Now, point to note. So here's the piece. Some of God's promises are, as you see, not automatic release in my life just because I'm a Christian. You got to get that. Some of God's promises are not released in my life just because I'm a Christian. Once we get that understanding, we can start to grow and develop some things. Now, let's be clear, though. There are, you see there, there are a ton of blessings that come just because I'm a people as well. All right, so let's, let's clarify. Let's, let's clarify. Now, let's look at some examples. Examples of promises that come just because I'm a Christian. Just because I'm a Christian, all right? Let's look at Psalm, you can reference Psalm 5 and 12, New King James Version. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who's the righteous? All of you who choose to receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You are in a right standing with God because you love his son. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him with a shield. That comes just because you're a Christian. You just walk in it. Praise God. You, don't, you, you just, the only condition there is you chose to receive Jesus, your Lord and Savior. When you do, you just walk in that. Amen? All right. Psalm 34 and 19. Many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. That's another blessing. See, there are a whole bunch of blessings that come just because you love him some Jesus. Amen? Thank God. Praise God. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Now, again, point to note. God has set aside and made promised blessings available for us, but the ones that are conditioned, I you reference Isaiah 119, we have to do our part to release those blessings in our lives. Very, very important. So there, so there are some blessings that come just because we're Christians, but there are the others that are come that we have to do a part of it. So we got to make sure we don't take those pieces for granted. All right? So if we happen to not do our part, if we know we, we might have been focused on the promise that came for, for a particular scripture, if it happens not to occur in our lives, we shouldn't blame God. See, this, this happens sometimes. 
And it's not with bad intent, we just may not have known that we gotta focus on the first part of that sentence and then actually do it. That triggers that promise part. And so you can't leave God and you shouldn't get frustrated, all right? We just gotta say, all right, I gotta eat that. Now I'm growing, now I'm growing, okay? Now, now, but just in case, just in case, God wants to establish this to be clear that he will do his part. When we do our part, God's going to do his part. Technically, his part's already done. But we do our part, he's going to do his part. So let's just establish and make sure that case you have a question about whether God's going to do his part. 2 Corinthians 1, 19-20. 2 Corinthians 1, 19-20, New King James Version. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among us by... By a preacher. all over again. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. I mean, we, we talked about Jesus. Jesus wasn't the person who was like, yes, no, I don't know, I'll do that, no, I won't do that. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't wishy-washy like that. For all the promises of God in him, in who? In Jesus are yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God. How? Through us. Let's go to it again. Let's do it again. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me, Sylvanus, and Timothy, was not yes and no. I mean, Jesus wasn't wishy-washy. But in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him, in who? In Jesus. All the promises of God in Jesus are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God, how's that come? Through us. Wow, so God's going to do his part. We don't have to worry about God. And technically, like I said, it's already been done to put a foundation in the world. We trigger our faith to release those blessings. But we don't. So the issue isn't God. We got to be, we got to eat that and say, okay, it might have been something I just didn't know. That doesn't mean, that's, just, that's not from a combination perspective. You start feeling bad. No, say, okay, all right, cool. I didn't know that yesterday. I know today. Let me start doing that. All right? Just like there was a time when you didn't know one plus one was. They seem so far ago, like, oh, I don't want to do one plus one was. No, there was a time you didn't know what one plus one was. I lost this book in life. You, there was a time you didn't know it. You know it now. There was a time you didn't know what one plus one was. But now you know it. Now you're good. All right? Now, Numbers 23 and 19. Number 23 and 19, New King James Version. Again, we're establishing that God will do his part. God is not a man that he should lie. We, so we ain't talking about cutting pookie in him. Cutting pookie in him may lie. God ain't that person, right? God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Glory to God. So God's going to do his part. So if there were times in the past where we didn't receive the manifestation, we may have to go back and say, Maybe it was something I didn't do. Because God created all this, and I think he knows what he's doing. But it might have just been something that I didn't do. So let's not be quick to kind of blame God. Let's say, all right, let's go back. Let's rewind the tape. It may have been something I just didn't know. Okay? Doesn't make me bad. It may have been something I just didn't know. Okay? Again, establishment more. Isaiah 55 and 11, New King James Version. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. You got, so, so, all right. So, for example, so when Jackie says something to Christian and says, "Hey, we," Christian says, "Hey, I, I want, can I have some water, please?" 
Don't we do that, Tiffany? We made sure they got those manners down. We ain't just like, give me some water. No, 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 no. We, we bring back the 70s out there. All right, yeah. So that made a case for <laughs> When Jackie says to Christian, hey, yeah, uh, there's a water bottle in the, in the fridge. Christian says, hey, mom, can I, I'm, I'm kind of thirsty. Can I, can I get some water, please? And then Jackie said, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a, some water in the refrigerator, or we have some um, room temperature ones right over there by, by the sink. All right, cool. Now, Christian can, Christian can choose to believe it or not believe it, but it doesn't change what Jackie said. So what God is saying, when he sends his word out, just like what Jackie did, that word is true. It's not going to come back void. That's a good thing. So those scriptures are not going to come back void. Then God sent his word out in the power of scripture, and it's not going to come back to him as if it's false. Anybody ever run a, a check and you had to void it out because either the person couldn't receive it or whatever? Oh, well. That's not going to happen with God. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it, what will it do, though? So it won't come out to me void, but it will. It shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing in which I send it. That's good news. That means we can rely on God's word. He's saying, look, I put my integrity behind my word. I'm telling you it's not going to come back void. That's a double dog there. Think about it. He's daring you to do his word. Because he's telling you it's not going to come back void. Alright, so let's go, let's let's flow with some examples. Let's look flow with some examples. Examples are promises that are released that are connected to principles. Examples are promises that are connected to principles. Let's kind of go through this. And you may have found yourself in thinking about some of these and said, all right, okay, cool. Let me let me change the way I was thinking. Alright, so one example, going to heaven. That's the promise God gives. Going, going to heaven and meeting the Father. How many of y'all want to meet God the Father? Praise God. Every hand should be like, oh, yeah, man. I'm trying to meet the Father. Amen. And the Son Jesus. Amen. All right. So the principle that goes with that is that we have to choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Everyone here this thing. Underline and bold it for your life. No one comes to the Father except through me. A lot of people say there's a whole lot of gods, and people say their truth. No, there's only one truth. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. That's the principle. But so we want this promise, we got to do this piece. Uh-oh. It's not just because a person's a good person. There are a lot of people who do a lot of nice things. People do a lot of, uh, let's say, gifting to, like, um, the Red Cross and, and those kind of things, a lot of charities. We know a lot of celebrities that give a lot of you know, money or time and those things, a lot of good people doing well-intentioned stuff. But God's definition of meeting him is that we receive his son. I used to tell the youth this. You take the person that's getting all A's in school, never cause any drama, that kind of stuff, and you also take the other student is all, all kind of drama, all kind of bad stuff. You fast forward 10, 20 years, if they're the same way, and person B chooses to receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, person A isn't going in unless they receive Jesus, Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter how good he, he or she was in school, or how nice they were, and always helped the teacher and all that. Good. That's good stuff. All it is, that's, those are pieces that God gave so that when that person does receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, they're going to do those work for more impact, so we're not minimizing that, but it does say, but when it comes to the whole eternal life thing, 
that's the that's the crush right there. So shut up, go. So you this is not a an avenue to go act up. I want to be real clear on that. This is not a pass to say, let me go act up and get saved tomorrow. This is not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the key. That's the key. All right. So let's look at another promise. God will give you wisdom. Well, what's the principle that we got to do? Ask. I'll says, I'll says, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask. It's not just gonna fall. Amen. Remember James 1 and 5. All right, go and make disciples. What's a disciple? A disciple is a co-learner of Christ, someone else that wants to learn more about Christ. Well, we can do that, but we have to choose to first have Jesus in our life and, and talk to people. You may not have a, a sermon or 10 million scriptures. Just share what Jesus has done with you. Talk about something. Say, hey, you know, they don't have to have a bad Monday. Things don't have to be traumatic at work and those kind of things. And, you know, they don't have to be dreading an F in school. Well, okay, you can help a little bit. You don't have to give them a whole sermon. Say, hey, you know, Jesus loves you. Connect with Jesus. Let's leave God together for that day. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right, let's look at some more. Uh oh, removal of mountains from your life. Mountains are mountains are symbolic of circumstances in your life. So that's a promise. It can be done. It can be done. So what's the principle that we gotta do? Well, we gotta speak to the circumstance. Huh? I never had wait, I, I didn't learn, you know, mama may not have told me to speak to a circumstance. Huh? That's that's an inanimate, seems like it's an inanimate object, like speaking to a chair. Well, yes, that's an unnatural. But when you choose to receive Jesus, your Lord, as Savior, you now are a kingdom citizen. That means you have an opportunity to learn the new kingdom way of doing things. And in the kingdom, you can speak to a circumstance. Huh? Wait, I thought I was, I thought I was supposed to be a little fearful about whether I can make the basketball team. That's what everybody else is nervous about. I didn't give me a spirit of fear. I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. What you're doing is just speaking to that circumstance. So that's what you're doing. Amen. But that's triggers the promise. If we don't do that, got it? You reference Mark 11 23, right? Do it in faith. All right, another one. Hey, you can have whatever you ask, right? Principle there is you gotta ask. You have to ask and believe. Ask, pray, and believe. All right. So again, so we're seeing some, some pieces here to say, all right, these are nice promises, but I'm recognizing there's a part I have to play. All right, let's look at another one. All right. God will forgive the Christian of sins. God will forgive the Christian of sins. Well, that's biblically true. So we're not talking about those who haven't yet received Jesus, but what we have to do, we have to confess our sins to God. I say one night, I say one night, first John 1 and 9. Says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So what does that mean? So if you're a Christian and you committed some sin 10 minutes ago or two hours ago, one, don't allow it to, to make you feel so bad that you don't that you don't want to talk to God. He's the one you want to talk to because he's gonna he's gonna release it from you. Um, and then two, don't do the other thing, which is thinking you're too proud. I ain't, I ain't messing up. You don't want to get to that state. Amen? You want to confess your sins, they get brought you through. All right? Let's look at another one. Hey, the devil will momentarily free from you. The devil will try to attack us in thoughts. How many of y'all want him to momentarily flee from us? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Well, one thing we got to do is, Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So 
submit to God and says, hey, I need to do things God's way. Resist him says, I got to speak back. I need to have at least one scripture I want to speak back to when he presents a thought. When you do that, he's guaranteed to flee. But that's a promise. You have to do the principle to see the end result of that. You got it? All right. Well, move of COVID-19 in the world. That didn't seem like it was possible back in the day. Well, hey, believers, hey, believe, humble ourselves and pray, seek his face, turn from the wicked ways. You read those scriptures, Matthew uh, 19.26, Mark 9.23, 2 Chronicles 7.14. Again, applying those principles. Yeah, even though COVID-19 seems like it's a thing, well, look, God can do it. That's Bible saying all things, it doesn't say all things are possible except for COVID-19. All things are possible to those who believe, amen. All right, now, let's go to the last one. All right, remove the devourer from your finances. Pour out blessing. All right, coming down the street. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so now. One of the things that Good Thing and I, we've counseled couples over the years, when they come to us and there's an area in their finances that's been a challenge, aside from them, you know, into agreement and all the other pieces that come into play. One of the things that we consistently see is they haven't done the part that protects that the enemy has gotten in their finances. It may not show, he, he's not going to show up like a, with a red tail and pitchfork. He's going to show up in all kinds of stuff going haywire, unexpected bills happening, all kinds of stuff, and they don't know what to do. This and then all of a sudden they get, they get in debt and get further in debt. How I many of y'all like that? Praise God, I was hoping no hand would rise. I praise the that, That's from the enemy. It's to, his desire is to keep us down. I ain't talking about all things. Because we had a role to play in that debt, too. All right? Let's be clear. But one of the ways to keep the enemy out of our finances, it is a promise, is to do what God said. And again, like everything else, life is a choice. You have an opportunity to sow your time and offering. When you choose to do that, he says, I will keep the devil out of your finances. Like you can't be more plain than that. If that's, a, that's what I said in the scripture, but God says, prove me now. That's like, I double dog dare you to test me in this area. You can reference Malachi 3, 8 through 12. All right? Yeah. All right, also, God will give you desires of your heart. Last one, God will give you desires of your heart. Now, that's, I've talked about this before. We can't ask him this. We can't ask God to, you know, go beat up little Sally in the, in the schoolyard. No, that's not, that we can't work with that, all right? Uh, but we can't ask him this. I mean, we can't ask improper or ridiculous in Greek, improper or wrong motives in reference to James 4, 2 through 3. But otherwise, God will give you the desires of your heart. What we have to do? Delight ourselves in him. I was like, if we delight ourselves in him, he will give us the desires of our heart. So now, just with these couple set of slides, we're learning, okay, we, there may have been some promises that we were thinking about and focused on in the past that says, wait, now I realize I may not, I may not have received that because I may not have done that other part. All right. This is just a few examples. Just a few examples. All right. Now, so in conclusion, conclusion, conclusion for today's message. So, in answering the question, when are some of God's promises released in my life? Well, one part of the answer is, is it just when I reach heaven? Because you know there used to be a saying, uh, what was it? The great by and by, right? I, I, it'll be better when I get there by and by. Those guys, again, they have sincere hearts. This is not uh, I'm trying to make fun of them because they. People and believers were 
at that point in time sincere and when they didn't want trouble to happen in their lives that they were thinking that they kind of had to be grim and bear through life and things would just get better in the by and by or in heaven things are we are going to receive blessings in heaven don't get me wrong but God's also told us in the instruction manual, it doesn't have to happen just in heaven. It's also down here on earth, amen? And so the answer is, sometimes, so the answer to the question is, sometimes after I choose to do my part, sometimes after I choose to do my part mixed with faith, I will receive those promises. Again, and live a consistent lifestyle with it. So when are some of God's promises released in my life? Sometimes after I choose to do my part, mix it with faith, I'll receive those promises, amen? Very, very important. And I know we get into the nitty-gritty with this series, but God wants his people to understand, wait, I want you to have everything I want you to have. But there's some pieces in some of the areas that you have to do your part, even per scripture. Does that make sense? We're really, God's really breaking this piece down and say, look, don't take scriptures for granted. Yes, focus on, confess those blessings at the end of the, at the after the comma. Yes, do that. Believe that. Just to make sure you've got a role to play in that first part. Amen. Give God glory. Give God glory. Amen. Amen. God is so awesome. Look, hey, don't we, isn't it awesome that we got a God that wants to help us? You know what I mean? Like, look, I'm trying to help you in, in the nitty gritty so that you get this, not just the broad stuff, but even.